You are listening to CITR FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And who do we have in the studio today? Oh, it's me, Saman Ashrawi. Who are you, Saman? Uh, well, on my good days, I think I'm a good friend and a good brother and a good son. A.K.A. you are from Houston. I'm from Houston. You are a trill gladiator. I'm a trill gladiator. Officially well, ordained. What about Truck? Because he is the ultimate trill gladiator. Truck Buck. I just talked with him on the phone like a week or so ago. I miss that guy very much. Where are you in the scheme of trill gladiators? And what is a trill gladiator? You know, it's kind of like Fight Club where you can't say too much about it. Um, but... 
let's just say that I was officially inducted with Bun and Truck's blessing. A bun being? Bun B. A Bun B. From UGK. You are here on the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show, playing a trill mix of Houston favorites? Oh, yeah. Definitely. But we began right there, I don't know if you noticed, with 1241 from 1985 with success is the word faded out early featuring the first vinyl appearance by KRS-One. Wow. Because you love the KRS, don't you? The teacher. You were loved by KRS, weren't you? Um, when you met KRS, back in, back in the eighties, yeah. Did you have you met KRS one? Uh, I've never met him. He was supposed to be my first ever interview when I was in college, just starting out, and then he didn't show up. No, no negative feelings towards him. I still have huge respect for KRS one. In fact, you were actually asked by the LA Weekly to sing his praises, right? Yeah, so th- it was weird. Like, the LA Weekly asked me to write about, I think it was like Paul's Boutique and Criminal Minded, which are two albums that came out before I was born. So <laughs> that was definitely a big honor. I-, I definitely appreciated that. And you were listening to 101.9, the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. But sometimes you were on 91.7, the Marcus and Teo show. Yeah, wow, Marcus and Teo. That was college. Um, that was probably like five, six years ago when I first started at University of Texas at the Texas student TV station, Marcus and Taylor were right down the hall. And so they used to host our hip-hop TV show called Longhorn Hip Hop, which I started. 91.7. KVRX. And so, man, thank you for the Eric Andre info. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Because you love the Andre and you love the Hannibal, don't you? Yeah, Hannibal definitely... He was crazy enough to say yes to my ideas when I just had a... Hannibal being Hannibal? Hannibal Burris. The guy that broke... The Cosby thing. Yes! Yeah, that was was amazing. How did that happen exactly? He was the first guy that brought that up in a long time, right? Yeah, he was the... I think he was the first guy to really bring it to the mainstream, like, uh, conversations. Um, And I, I think it was in part because... Uh, one of his friends, uh, who's a, a movie producer, she had encouraged him to say something about it. And it was cool because he did it very matter of factly. Like he, it almost wasn't even a joke. He was just on stage and he was like, no, you can just Google it. You can just Google Bill Cosby, like rape allegations. And it's, it's online. And he did. And yeah. people did. And people did. Eric Andre, Hannibal Burress, and you hooked me up with Lance. Lance, yeah. who is Lance? Are you talking about Lance Scott Walker? Yes. That is one of the smartest people I know when it comes to music. Um, whenever I'm just listening to like a some random blues song, I always hit up Lance and say, can you tell me more about this guy or this woman or whoever made this song or give me some more info? And he... He's usually good about that. And he wrote an amazing rap book. Oh, I which bet that's I one of your gave favorites. away and you hooked me up. Yeah, Houston Rap. That's um, one of the best almost kind of like anthologies, like verbal anthologies of Houston, well, of rap music in general. It's now, why are you here exactly, Saman? How did you find me? Like going way <laughs> back. Because I was looking and perhaps you did find me. A long time ago, at least in 2013, at a music conference, the South by Southwest conference. So you had found me in 2013. How does a guy from Houston find me? Um, I I was, I think I was in the convention center. I had just picked up my husband. Oh, how did I find out about you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, because, I mean, you know, 
this is like music is like um, it was what like my university, and so your interviews. What which interview got you into <sighs> me? I'm just curious. Oh wow. Okay. Oh, if we're talking 2013. Um, I remember. I think your first interview with Drake. You pulled out some thing about his uncle or something was a producer for Al Green. Willie Mitchell. Willie Mitchell. and From the South, from Memphis. Yeah, which is also in the South. Yeah, and I just thought that was like, I, I love learning as much as I love being entertained, so that was like the perfect And so do I. Yeah. I learned from Drake. Yeah. It was amazing, the connections. And then I met you this year outside yeah. the Mohawk yep. at a Shearmag gig. It was yeah. outside a Shearmag gig. Yeah, shout out to Cody, who manages the Mohawk. That's where I did my first ever interview. Who was that with? The Cool Kids. And then I saw you backstage with Pimp C's wife. Yeah. Pimp <clears throat> C's wife and <laughs> DJ Khaled. Yeah. And Bun B. And Bun B. And then you wrote about that experience. Yeah. Um, that was the kind of the, you were kind of the genesis of Bun B and the Parquet Courts collaborating. And that, that moment, I remember I asked, we were all talking and I remember I asked Bun if he had seen your interview with them and he said, yes. And then you said they wanted to get Bun on a remix. And then you put me in touch with their publicist. And then... You wrote a story. Yeah. And then we made it happen. I, I had just gotten a new job shortly after that. And I told Bun, if there's one thing that you do before I move to Los Angeles, can it be doing this verse for this remix? And the day before I drove out to LA, he did the verse. Thank you, Saman. Thank you, Nardwar. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Bun B. <laughs> thank now, you, Bun. I didn't realize how hard it was. Yeah. It was pretty hard, wasn't it? Yeah. But you made it happen. The parquet courts yes. and Bun B. Yes. Now, how do you win over Bun B? How does somebody win over Bun B? I'm still trying to figure out how he's not annoyed of me yet. Um, but he, you know, anytime before I got this new job, anytime I was applying for stuff, he always said, let me be a reference for you. And, and I remember one time he said, I'm not one of your references. I'm the reference. I'm the only person they need to call. How did you initially, though, hook up with him? Like, what won him over? Because he has done thousands of interviews. Yeah. What wins over Bunby? Oh, I don't know. I think, uh, ooh, this is so tough. Um, I think I never tried to overstep my boundaries with him, and I just gave him, like, a lot of respect. And he could tell that, like— He had never had that before? I'm sure he had a lot of respect before. I don't know. This is this is tough. I've never really thought. What's about your that. mutual bonding over food places like Boudreaux? Mm, it wasn't food. I th I had to have the been the Breakfast music. Club. The Breakfast Club. I've actually I've actually never been to the Breakfast Club. That's kind of a sin in Houston. I've never been. Because he loves the Breakfast Club, yeah, doesn't he? He's definitely been there. What is Bun B like as a prof at Rice University? Because you've seen Bun B in action. Mm. What is he like as a prof? He's he's like a diplomat. He's um, you know, I know where he stands on things, but he does a very good job of making sure his students and anybody who's listening um, is really trying to think critically about whatever the subject is. And I think critical thinking is super important. You are a DJ at age 14. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you were called the music man <laughs> wearing a baller t shirt. <laughs> yeah, that was You were yearbook. destined to be a trill gladiator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have brought a whole bunch of music today for mm -hmm. us to spin. Houston type music. I wanted to do mainly Houston stuff, but I didn't want to go so typical. I wanted to go a little more left. 
91.7-ish. <laughs> we are 101.9. And what do we have, Saman, queued up right now? Well, the first song I think is super important if we're digging back in time. Um, it's by an old blues guy named Johnny Copeland. And it's called Simply Houston. Here we go with Saman, Gas DJ on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. I'm a 
chose, folks and hoes. Young nigga get chose, folks and hoes. Dipping and rolling, niggas know what I'm holding. Play my hand like a man, but I'm never folding. Got my eyes open, focusing, I'm staying alert. So in love with what I do, I ain't calling it work. Writing raps on my iPhone, smoking till my mind gone. Hustle for the day that I can finally get my shine on. Drop top Carrera in the spring, sunny weather. Gotta move on, so I'm steady getting better, getting higher. Get fly, this be designer. Peanut butter seats in a suede headline. Ten in the trunk, stay light with the bass. Pedal to the flow, no, I'm winning the race. Life ain't all about the chase, but you gotta go get it. And plans fall through, so you gotta flow with it and adapt to your situation. You can handle all that bullshit that you're facing. Got my eyes on the prize. Go hard till my demise. Stuck in the truth while you caught up in the lie. Man, this shit about we. It ain't never about I. Shit fucked up, but you gotta ask why. It's all follow the leader. Living without direction. Scared of themselves. Can't look at their reflection. You are who you are, man. You better go embrace it. I'm known as the truth. Now you niggas got a face. Young nigga get chose, folks and hoes. 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 Yeah.
You're still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show with special guest DJ Saman Ashrawi. And Saman, what did we just hear? And who did we shout out just now on Twitter? Oh, right now we're shouting out Mendroza, who I see all the time at all the right rap shows in Houston. Um, and uh, Diana. And Diana. We definitely want to say what's up to Diana, who has helped you out on some stuff too, right? Exactly. At yeah. South by Southwest. That's the place to be. That's where we met. That's where, that's, yeah, I love South Park. And what did we just hear in that set, in that compacted set? Because <laughs> I faded down and faded up. Yeah, we're trying, to, we're trying to squeeze in all the Houston we can. So we started out with Johnny Copeland, um, who used to hang back in the day with Lightning Hopkins and uh, Johnny Guitar Watson and Albert Collins. Then we went into Les, who's like for sure my favorite rapper from Houston. Um, just dropped a new album uh, called Old English. Uh, and then we went into my old college roommate, D-Pat, with Unbound, one of my favorite tracks. And We faded that out. We, we faded that out. <laughs> and then we went into Kinetica, who is this amazing writer and producer from Santiago, Chile. And I faded that out. And you faded that out. That song was Key Sierra. And then the last song you heard was Serangi Syrup by a mysterious artist named Fool. 
from Houston, Texas. From Houston, Texas. We have Saman. And what are you doing right now? Because I have introduced you as Bunby's official <laughs> videographer, but that is kind of hard to do from Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, I mean, definitely whenever Bun and I are in the same city, uh, you know, there's no questions asked. I'm there. He's there. Um, but right now I'm working at a studio called Gunpowder and Sky, which is a new digital first studio launched by Van Toffler, who was president of MTV for the last 28 years. And they've, for me being only 26, they've sure given me a lot of trust and I'm trying not to make them sorry. I saw you that. in one of the trade mags. <laughs> you were like in one of the trade mags. That was my first time being in the trades. You were in the <laughs> trade mags. You also got to go to an outcast show in mm -hmm. Los Angeles with Floyd Mayweather? Yeah, that was, I, I don't know how I feel about Floyd now, but um, that morning I remember I woke up and I had a missed call from Bun and I called him back and he was like, did I wake you up? And I was like, no, no, of course not. And he was like, how fast can you be at Staples Center? And I was like, I'll be there in 20 minutes. And it was like 30 minutes away. <laughs> so I got there. I didn't know what was going on. I got there. His manager, Red, walked me in the belly of Staples Center. And it was Bun and Outcast doing sound check for International Players Anthem. And it was like a bucket list moment. Were you allowed to speak to Andre 3000? I got to give him a head nod. <laughs> and then he kind of va like vanished into a cloud of smoke. Was that the tightest security you had ever seen? It was it was pretty tight. Snoop Dogg security I saw was pretty tight. The only the tightest security I think I've ever seen was probably Drake, but I got to be on the inside of that and that was last year and that was And Drake blast. saw your vids, right? He uh Drake played my UGK interviews at a private dinner for Bun and it was just cool that like he had requested them. That was like a really cool feeling. The blue threads at Fitzgerald. Whoa, 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 wow, yeah. The blue threads are this old, this band from when I was 16. My best friend, Brandon, was one of the drummers, or was the drummer in the band, and um, they were like 16 playing like blues covers. Fitzgerald's is an important place, right? Yeah, Fitzgerald's is like definitely... What are the places in Houston right now? I'd say the two, so Fitzgerald uh, just closed down, which is sad, R.I.P., um, but the place really is Warehouse Live. I mean, that's like, you know, on Drake's song on Too Much when he says backstage uh, in 09 at Warehouse, like his bun coming. That's what he's talking about. You were also at Dave Chappelle's 40th birthday? I was at Dave Chappelle's 40th birthday party. Yeah. Um, Did you talk to Dave? Yes. Uh, so More that was than you? More, more than with Andre. Andre. Um, that was with Hannibal. Thanks to Hannibal for that. Hannibal Burris. Um, yeah. Uh, I took, I remember being at his birthday party and we had been on tour that whole weekend. So I, I had had some conversation with him and so it came the time to take pictures and I, I was like the youngest. So I was like, I'll take pictures for everyone else. And then when it, when everyone was done, I went up to Dave and I was like, Hey, you and my mom went to the same college. Like, could we get a picture together? And he was like, nah, man, I'm gonna just chill. And I was like really sad. But then like, I also still love Dave Chappelle. So it's all right. Saman is live on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show. Now, Saman, the sea deers, the sea deers, yeah. the psychedelic rock yeah. from yeah. Lebanon. From Lebanon, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, so Lebanon is like the neighboring country to where my dad's from, which is Palestine. And I found uh, my cousin Sanat sent me this compilation, which you might be fami familiar with, called uh, Waking Up Shehrazadeh. Have you heard of that? 
I am not too familiar. Okay, I know there are a couple Turkish comps of psychedelic music. Yeah, so it's like Middle Eastern psychedelic. Israeli rock. psychedelic, but mm-hmm. maybe a bit of, I, I think I heard of the Cedars. Yeah. Cedars. 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 Yeah. So my dad actually started what we believe is the f- was the first rock band in Palestine. Um, so th- me putting the Cedars in the mix is kind of like. Did they tribute. record anything? There is one surviving recording that's at my uncle's house that I'm going to get from him at Christmas. And put out? And hopefully put out and definitely preserve it because that's going to be very near and dear to my heart. For what we have coming up right now, Mm -hmm. do we have weirdness? Like you, Pickles, and Black Thought. (laughs) (laughs) What is going on there? Um, So... For Hannibal, because he's been so nice to me, every time he puts out a stand-up special, I like to do something nice for him. So for the last one... That was nice, giving the roots pickles. <laughs> well, you know Hannibal likes to flick pickle juice on his sandwiches for flavor. Um, I did not know that. Oh, that's, that's very important. You should know that. Um, Why does he just put pickles on the sandwich? There is dif- there's a difference. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so for his last one, um, my good friend Callie, who's a producer in New York... Helped me get Chris Rock to narrate this video where I got Hannibal's friends basically to talk crap about him um, on camera, and it was great. What do we have coming up right now? Some weirdness from Saman. Uh, yeah, this track six. Track what? six on this mix is called War Child, and it's by this amazing dude named Blackie, who uh, I don't want this to be the selling point, but was basically the inspiration for Kanye's Yeezus album. And he's a good friend of mine, and he makes some incredible, incredible music. And this is one of the songs. So here we have Saman as guest DJ on the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show. Right now my lifestyle's hostile I am now 
And you're still listening to Nanardwar, the human serviette radio show with special guest DJ Saman Ashrawi. And shout out to Lance. Shout out to Lance Scott Walker. We want to shout you out one more time, dude. Who tuned in a bit late. You tuned in late, but it's okay because I'm on Arab time a lot and I know how that goes. What did we just hear? We just heard the Cedars from Lebanon. Um, I've been trying to do a little research on them to find out their whereabouts right now, but they made some great psychedelic rock back in the day. Which... Apparently, you have an actual copy of the Cedars in your family? I have a copy of my dad's band, uh, which in Arabic... But do you have the Cedars? I don't have the Cedars. Okay, I I thought you had the Seven Inch. No, no, that would be great. That would be amazing. But apparently, there's one live recording of my dad's band at my uncle's house. And you were saying they sampled you? Uh, No, so this next song we're going to go into... Oh, the next song we're going to go into. But what did we hear before the Cedars? Before the Cedars, we heard a song called A Beautiful Woman by Angel Deridorian. Um, Again, abridged versions. Yes, an abridged version. Uh, I'm a huge, huge fan of Angel's and anything she does. And she is from Houston? She is from Sacramento. So I just wanted to slip that in there because I'm jamming that song a lot right now. And you are on the West Coast now. Yeah, we are on the West Coast, so I guess it counts. And before that? Before that was War Child by Houston's own Blackie, all caps with spaces. And you were saying there was sort of like a Kanye death grips yeah, connection kind of? There, so when I was working at Revolt, um, I had heard like rumors of this, and I ended up getting in touch with a guy who used to be Kanye's assistant, and I was like, can you confirm or deny? And he was like, I won't go on record, I won't let you put it in the article, but yes, Kanye was listening to Blackie in the studio when he was recording Yeezus. So... There we have so another tidbit from Saman, yep. Mr. McCormick. Who is Mr. McCormick? Who is Mr. McCormick? You were wearing a Tribe Called Quest Wild Style uh, shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like one of my favorite shirts. Yeah, what was Mr. McCormick? Who is Mr. McCormick? Your teacher. You did a vid. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That was like, I think, the first video I ever uploaded to YouTube. Um yeah, this is right after Kanye interrupted Taylor Swift at, well, I don't know if it was the Grammys or the VMAs or something. No, it was the VMAs. And my teacher, which was the history of rock and roll class at University of Texas, Mr. McCormick, I had this idea. I was like, can we like punk the class? And he was like, yeah, let's do it. And so I said, I'm going to let you finish. But I can't, actually, I can't remember what I said. And no. you can watch it. Yeah, but you can watch it. It's it's I think we called it The Glory or something like that online. By Saman? By Saman Ashrawi. Who is Beans and Cornbread? (laughs) Beans and Cornbread are two of uh, my favorite people. They're producers from Houston, and they've done tracks for so many people. If you listen to Houston rap music, it's like they've done stuff for Paul Wall, extensive stuff with Zero. Um, We're still trying to get them to produce something for Bun, because I think that would sound so amazing. 
Um, but they're great. They make like the silkiest, smoothest beats. I want it. Uh-oh. I wanted What's to ask happening? you about these cassettes that okay. I got of Houston Rock. Do you have any Whoa. idea of these Houston Rock cassettes? Oh, sorry, rap cassettes. How okay. dare I call it rock? This is, I think, kind of, maybe you could describe to listeners what okay. we have here. And do you know any of these groups? So I want to say that I was born in 1990, so I'm a little bit young. I am familiar with the street military, for sure. Who is this? Crime Boss. Who was on this tape? Wow. No, not familiar with this one. Um, then we got... PKO. PKO. Pounds, Keys, and o- Uzis. Ozies. All from Houston. There was so Houston. much music oh in Houston. Isn't I it? can't say any of these song names on the radio. Um, Except it is Canada, but we'll let you get away with that. <laughs> and then what is this? CeeLo? Not... Oh, G-Lo. CeeLo, I'm not sure. I think I, it's CeeLo, but not the one from Good yeah. Mob. Wow. Um, this is, these are like relics. What is there of Houston history still left and still standing? Can people go to the screwed up store and yes. tapes? You know, is it still there? Yeah, you can go to the screwed up record shop. Actually, Eric Andre just went there on his, on his last trip to Houston, and he bought a whole gang of stuff. What um, else is there in Houston that people should visit? Uh, you can definitely go to MacArthur Park. Um, you should definitely visit University of Houston. And you should definitely, definitely go to uh, Third Ward and see, like, Albert Collins' childhood home. Albert Collins, the blues legend. Um, and it's cool to see how, like, to learn about how, like, all these blues legends from Houston grew up in, like, on the south side, like, Third Ward, Fifth Ward. And then you ended up having people like the Ghetto Boys who grew up in these same neighborhoods, and the lineage just kind of carried on. You also love the Beastie Boys, don't you? The Beastie Boys are my favorite group of all time. Now, what's really interesting is today at CITR, we are giving away free copies of Elements, the hip-hop mag yeah. that CITR put out, I think, in the mid-90s or so. Isn't it? Or I'm so excited to be looking at these right now. Like This was very serendipitous that this would happen today. Elements, the hip-hop mag. I want to ask you, because CITR was connected. We had Elements mag. Mm -hmm. I want to ask you and show you. Again, this is not for you. This is not a gift for you, unfortunately. This is not a gift. But have you seen this before at all? Because you are a big fan of the Beastie Boys. If you're listening at home, I'm holding a plastic bag. I'm about to take something out of it. I'm so sad I can't take this home, but I also understand why I can't take it home. This is, wow, this is like, I guess looks like a gift from the Beastie Boys back in the Grand, Ro- Grand Royal days. It's three golf balls with MCA, Ad-Rock, and Mike D on the golf balls. And it says, thanks for teeing up the Beastie Boys, October 1994, and it's made out to CITR Radio. That's we, where we are right now. We are indeed. <laughs> Have you seen that before? No, I've never seen this before. Will you let me take a picture of it at least when we're done here? Exactly. Okay. A picture. Thank you. You love the Beastie Boys. I love you the You have Beastie been Boys. to the park, too. I the went, park. That's amazing that you know that. Yeah, I went to Central Park when I was 17 all by myself. I don't know why my parents let me do that. That was really crazy. But, um, yeah, I went to Central Park to see them. And that ended up being very fateful because that was my like last opportunity to see the Beastie Boys. A caller, are you there? Hey, is this Nard? It is indeed. Hey, it's your old bud Chris Murphy calling. Hello, Chris Murphy. And we also have Saman here from Houston. What's up, Chris? 
Hey, how's it going? Can you hear Saman? I sure can, yeah. What are you guys talking about? I'm just getting into town. Sorry about that. Well, actually, we are talking a little bit about Houston. Where have you played in Houston, Texas over the years? Uh, I think I did. played there like in 93, and then I played there, played there in like maybe... Uh, Maybe in ninety in two thousand three, like maybe like twenty years apart. I don't know. I Did you play at numbers? Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, that's like where a lot of the old hip hop and like punk acts used to play back in the day. Well, that's me, old hip hop. Hey, hey, uh, hey. Who are <laughs> you, Chris Murphy? And what are you doing tonight? Who are you? Well, I'm Chris Murphy, and the context I'm in town tonight in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, as you would say, to play with my. Uh, my side project, Friends for Life band uh, with Matt Murphy and uh, Mike O'Neill, and we're called Tons. Where are you playing? Playing at the Biltmore. I've never been there. Tonight? Although I was just there, and nobody was nobody was there yet. So we're, we're going, we came to, now we're at Sushi Yama. Which many <laughs> bands have been to. And now Sushi. Tons. Th- yeah. Thank you, Chris. Sorry. I was just thinking back, Chris. Thank you for all the support over the years. Like, I was watching live at Much, Much Music, some home movies, and you went as me for Halloween in, like, 95 or 94. What was that like? Thank you. Well, I saw a lot of uh, people dressed as Nardwar this, this uh, Halloween thanks to uh, your Instagram feed. I, I, yes, but I mean, you went in '94. I, I don't. I don't know if I saw myself. Did you put me on there or no? No, you had a whole movie of yourself in <laughs> 1995 or '94, going yeah. as me on Halloween. That is amazing. When like, no, like you must have got zero response. I didn't. I well, I all, all of my friends knew who you were, knew and loved you by then, and uh, and no, I, I think it was a big hit. And I could sort of do a, a, a sort of poor impersonation of you that was helped by my my uh, wig and uh, Tam uh, plaid pants, what have you. Thank you. And also, Chris Murphy, introduced me to Judy Folds. To Judy Folds. Yes. Was she a supporter of yours? I guess she would have been. She gave me Denise Donlan's email, and the rest is history. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, no problem. Well, I don't know if that counts as really helping, but I was I loved you all along, except for at first, but you all, you defeated me. We've talked about that before. But you've had one of the greatest second slash third acts in all of, of uh, whatever, broadcasting. You, know, you, had, you had your radio show, and then you were on Much Music, which seemed like a big deal, but in the end, it was a bit of a... Well, maybe it helped you. I guess it did, but in the, in the end... I think that you really, in the end, like they're gone basically, and you are on top, and you are ruling the world. It's awesome. Well, thank you very much for the support, Chris. I really appreciate that. What is the difference between Tons, Black yes. Abba, and Sloan? <laughs> well, Black Abba is the obscure one that I'm. I'm glad that you know that because you are, you do know these weird things. So that was an act that I put together for my hockey team uh, when we had to come up with it. We have to come up with a cabaret act every year, and Black Abba was just 
singing uh, ABBA melodies and, uh, and w- lyrics over top of Black Sabbath uh, guitar riffs. And so, like, I was Ozzy Osbjorn, and it was all kind of like Swedish Black Sabbath. And but some of it works. Like, we, I, if you if you think in your mind of the riff for Paranoid, uh, and then sing Mamma Mia over top of it, uh, it works. And so we've got about seven songs that are. I got to figure out what I'm going to do with that because I do think it's a it's a funny idea. And tonight you're playing as Tons. What is the difference between Tons and Sloan? Well, Sloan, I, I always, I re, I've been referring to, it probably bothers Tons and Sloan when I say this, but I sort of, I refer to Tons as my mistress band <laughs> and Sloan is my wife band. Cause I've been married for like 25 plus years and now I'm having this affair with, with the mistress and it's really fun. But like, you know, mistress is always fun for a while. And then, you know, and it's kind of like a mistress in that, Sometimes I joke that we don't like to talk about the future and stuff like that. I was thinking back to like 1995 where I met you playing drums. And I understand you were playing drums in tons as part of the Super Friends at St. James Hall. What is the difference between the Super Friends and tons? I think the difference between the gigs is going to be that uh, you aren't you aren't at this one. But... Uh... A baboom. <laughs> a baboom. <laughs> but uh, uh, I think Grant Lawrence will be there. What do, you, what do you remember about the 95 Super Friends, you drumming? Because so how much... Super Friends, Super Friends is a great group from Halifax and Matt Murphy, who's in tons. Tons, by the way, is Matt Murphy on guitar, and his bands that he was in were the Super Friends and the Flashing Lights. Mike O'Neill on bass. And he was in the Inbreds, and he's also made solo records. And and I'm Chris Murphy, and I'm on drums, and uh, and so we're a we're a trio, and we all sing. We all take turns singing lead. And Super Friends, I did tour a whole bunch of uh, tours with the Super Friends in 1995 when Sloan was kind of on hiatus for pretty much for a lot of that year. But uh, yeah, we came in here, and that guy Brian, somebody who you would remember, and I don't remember that I've met before. Over the years, uh, Brian Weezer, Brian Weezer, yeah. who is now quoted by the Wall Street Journal and CNN wow. and CNN. Wow, quoted by you? And, oh, he's well, and me too. Yes, <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, those, those are the big three. He CNN, put he Star put War and. He put on that gig, I think, at St. James Hall, and then later on, we hooked up, and you decided, you made a big decision in your life, Chris. Should I go to Warrant, or should I dirty dance with Nico Case? You, should I, Chris Murphy, hang out with Nardwar and go see a hair metal band, or should I dirty dance with Nico so Nico will cause some bite marks on my belt. Wow. I don't remember. I guess maybe. I don't want to incriminate Nico, but uh, yeah, I've, I've become, uh, I, I became friends with her. That was super fun. There's, I don't know if it's from that, but there's a picture in that have not been the same uh, like 1985 to 1995 Canadian rock history or whatever that is. Yes, exactly. There's, there's, there's a picture of Nico and me dancing. Is that from that? 
strip or a different one? Probably a different one. It is exactly from that picture, exactly right. from that book. It is like an amazing moment. It's like you would decide between Nico and Nardwar, <laughs> and you went with the personal left, belt marks, and bites. <laughs> And we're speaking to Chris Murphy, who is playing tonight at the Biltmore, playing drums, playing drums with yep. tons at the Biltmore yep. tonight. An old promo. And also, also with Jay Arner, uh, with uh, that's uh, those guys are playing with us. Jay Arner is opening up for tons yes. tonight at the Biltmore. For back to Sloan, you have been using some old promo picks. What did Patrick used to look like, and what does he look like now? And what do you look like? Well, okay. Uh, I have been joking that Patrick used to look uh, like Harry Potter, little round glasses and kind of like short black hair. And now he looks very much like Dumbledore, the, uh, the headmaster at Hogwarts school. Um, and yes, I think that's a good setup. Thank you. But, um, and I look the exact same. Actually, I put a picture on the tons Instagram tons band at tons band and, uh, of Matt Murphy and me in 1997, just like farting around. And my mother called me and she said, did you get new glasses? And I said, mom, that's, that picture is like 20 years old. And she couldn't tell the difference. I that's love how, that. That's how good I look now. You are amazing. And you are Chris Murphy playing tonight at Biltmore with Jay Arner as part of Tons, the drummer. And, of course, Andrew Scott, the drummer of Sloan, looks greatest like... Greatest drummer of all time. He is a drummer. Speaking of drummers, he looks, lo- he looks a lot like Stuart Copeland now. Yes. And I have a funny, quick, funny police story. So we played with the police when they reunited in whatever year that was, 2007 or six or something. And, and we had played with the stones before, but it was very, you know, we couldn't get to where the stones were. Like we, we were in catering, looking around for them, but like, of course, the only crew were in the catering. Like there was another catering for like the real stars, but we did get a photo op with the stones. Like they said, you know, somebody said, be here at 9-12 and the stones will come. And then they took a picture of us and they were all, they all came in like the midgets that they are. And then they said, they snapped the picture and said, keep on picking boys. That's what Keith Richards said to us. Wow. Uh, as if we were little kids. But the police, <laughs> when we played with the police in Edmonton, um, it was only their second show. Well, first of all, they, they let us share the space with them. So like when we went backstage, we were sitting in a room and like, Sting and those they were all just sitting there and I and I and you're right that Andy uh, Andrew Scott from Sloan and Stuart Copeland look a lot alike so I was really hoping to get either a picture of Sting and Andy and and Andrew Scott or uh, Patrick and Jay and me and Stuart Copeland I, I, I would ideally have got both those pictures but they were so cool about sharing their space with us that I didn't know like I didn't want to betray that trust and, and bug them for a picture so we never got the photo op but I want the last thing I just want to tell you about is that because it was only their second show, uh, they were still rehearsing. So we get to watch them rehearse. So they're sitting on stage. They're standing on stage, except for Sting is sitting like he's sitting on a some kind of African drum, like a djembe or something, and he's playing bass. All of a sudden, he kind of takes his bass off. Someone sort of in one fluid mom- movement takes the bass from him and replaces his bass with a bowl of soup. So all of a sudden, he's sitting on an African drum eating soup. And Andy and Stewart are still playing, and, and Andy turns around and he's like, he's saying, don't you think we should still practice? 
and Sting is like taking a bite of soup and he's like, uh, yeah, you should. Well, at least he wasn't total rock and roll because Sting is into tantric sex. So at least he yes. didn't have a girl dropped in his hand or a guy. No, but I guess the point of my story, which may have been lost on you, is that Sting did think that Andy and Stewart should keep practicing. Uh, but he was going to be eating soup. And Chris, you are famously <laughs> winding up here with Chris Murphy playing tonight at oh, the Biltmore. Right. Okay, thank you. I am this. usually about, according to you, I have used this over and over again. I am usually like about eighty percent right, aren't I? That's right. Yes, about eighty percent right, like eighty yes. percent right. Um, yes. Did so, you, Getty Lee from the Quartet Rush? Did you um, also play at Daryl Hall's club? Yes, I did. Wow. Uh, John Oates' club was booked. So we played at Daryl Hall's club. Now, now, that, I must say, I think sometimes people picture, uh, you know, big stars come in and they play it with Daryl Hall at, in a place on TV or like he makes a show. It's not that place. I think that place is in Hawaii or something. And uh, But this was in, uh, it's called Pauling, P-A-W-L-I-N-G, Pauling, New York State. And we did see a lot of signs for Trump, Trump signs up there. But that's like normally we only play in, you know, if we if we made a map of where we play in the states, it would be usually only uh, Democrat states. Did he come to the gig? Because he has a TV show, too. Yes. I think his TV show is done somewhere else, like maybe Hawaii. Uh, I don't think he I think he, his name is on that place. There's a great big folk art carving of him outside of the place. Uh, but I don't think that he's probably been there, but I don't think he hangs out there. And so we didn't have a hang with him. And no. la- lastly, Chris of Tons playing tonight at the Billmore. Who got that signed Burt Reynolds picture? <laughs> well, it was, I got it in Medford, California. No, uh, Medford, Oregon. Uh, and I got it for Kevin Hilliard, a guy who tours with us. And, uh, he loves Burt Reynolds and one time received the complete Bill uh, Burt Reynolds uh, DVD uh, library of all his movies. But uh, but it says it's autographed. It says to Karen love Burt. But uh, I thought it looked close to Kevin. And so now it, it seems to come with us everywhere. Like on tour, we put it on the front of the of the bus when we travel on a bus and people think it's Burt Reynolds. But it's just us. But, yeah, there's a picture on my Instagram of someone uh like rolling joints on a picture of 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 uh Burt Reynolds but it's not me and you are Chris Murphy of the band Tons playing tonight at the Biltmore and we are going to play right now Back Among Friends what is that track all about that's Matt's song and it's great it's the first song on the record and it's you know it's just a it's fun to be playing music with your friends and I don't mean to say that when I play with Sloan, I'm not playing with my friends. In fact, you know, Matt has had less of a chance over the past 10 years to, to, to play music. Um, you know, uh, not as much of a chance as, I, as I've had. And Sloan are still my friends, and I was just with those guys a couple of days ago. But there's something romantic about um, playing with uh, these guys for me. And I think that Matt, when he wrote the song, was saying that it was kind of romantic for him to be playing with us. And, and the way that Tons makes music is it's much more like jamming out ideas and it's kind of magical and we just come up with stuff on the spot. Whereas Sloan, it's just more hard work and it's not as magical, but you know, it still works. But anyway, this is really fun for us and 
Uh, it's fun to be here. I hope some people come to the show, and I wish you could come, but uh, I love you, and I I hear about you all the time, and and uh, I'm I'm rooting for you. Well, thank you, Chris, tonight. Chris Murphy, tons at the Biltmore, back among friends. And thank you, friend Chris Murphy, for phoning in to the Nardwar the Human Serviette radio show. You phoned in during a couple times, my 11th anniversary, my 20th anniversary, and this is almost 30. We're coming at wow. the 30. Almost, well, almost. Someone, I'll, I'll I'll figure out when that is, and I'll call in again. I'll call in every time. It might be in about a year. But so, anyways, thanks very much, Chris, and do do a loot do.
still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show with special guest DJ Saman Ashrawi. And Saman, what did we just hear right there? Gary Clark Jr. Uh, we just kind heard, of, kind of, um, the song called Those Lonely, Lonely Nights by another Houstonian, Johnny Guitar Watson. Um, and earlier this year, Gary Clark and his crew, which would be Johnny Rads, Johnny Bradley, Zapata, Chris, Gaston, Mike, that whole crew they let me roll with them for like five dates and that was basically the band's walkout show like or walkout song so whenever they would all come on stage they would play johnny guitar watson can people watch this doc now online um, my the stuff i filmed with gary hasn't come out yet uh i feel really it's it feels really special so we're trying to figure out what to do with it but um but it'll be out soon and before that an interview with chris murphy from tons playing tonight at the biltmore cabaret yes played Houston a long time ago. A lot when I was three years old the first time. <laughs> and before that, what did we hear in, I think we went over that, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we, we did. Um, there's some stuff we may not have time to get to, though. I was going to ask you, Travis Scott mm-hmm. is from Houston. He's from Houston. I believe he went to Elsick High School. Did you hear any of his earlier stuff with the classmates? No. Or OG Chess, you know, like no. the classmates. Just I was throwing that out there. And as well, the Mo City Dawn freestyle. Oh, that's we might like... not get to that, but could you explain about um, Zero? Let, I'll just say that in my experience going to Zero concerts, he basically gets... Because he is from the same hood as... as Travis Scott, yeah. Uh, Missouri City, a.k.a. Mo City, um, which is a suburb of Houston. Um, he gets treated like if Tupac came back to life in Houston. And the Mo City Don freestyle, I believe we should make it the state song of Texas because it's like when like have you seen that video of Drake in his first Houston show and he plays it as an interlude and the whole crowd, it's like it gives me goosebumps every time I watch it. It's like it's am- anyway, if you go to Houston, you need to Tupac know the words. From to that the song. dead, it's amazing. Yeah. Like, everywhere he goes. Have you witnessed that? I after one of his shows in San Antonio, I saw some girl pull out a Polaroid from her bra that was like a picture of them at a concert that looked like it was like 10 years prior. And I was like, that. when you have fans like that, like you, you're good. You're good for the rest of your life. How do you pronounce that name right there? <laughs> and what is that name? Kirkendall. What is that name? That is, I believe, one of the, if not the longest streets in Houston. Um, How do you spell that name for the radio s- listeners? For the radio listeners tuning in at home, it is spelled K-U-Y-K-E-N-D-A-H-L. And I believe it's like Czech or German or something. Because you are a true Houstonianite, if you can pronounce that's that, a, right? Exa- that's the test. If you want to find out if someone's from Houston, just show them that word. And if they can pronounce it, they're Houstonian. Kirk and Dahl. Kirk and Dahl. Which is your favorite ward? My favorite word in general? My ward. Favorite? Ward. Ward. Oh, yeah. okay. 
Um, the words I've spent the most time in are, well, third word I've spent the most time in, and it's not technically a word, but Acres Homes, which is on the north side, um, which is where Corey Moe used to have a studio. He might still have a studio there. I'm not sure. What about female rappers? Candy Red, Surreal. Like, who are the female rappers? Is it all males? Um, it's pretty male-dominated, but if you go even further back, there was uh, this woman named Cliché, uh, who, I don't know if she's still putting music out anymore, but I believe, don't quote me on this, I don't want to get my facts wrong, I think she was on Too Hard to Swallow on... Dang, I can't remember the name of the song. I think she was on one of the songs on UGK's first album. What about Sparkle's Hamburger Spot and Tony's Cafe? Sparkle's uh, Hamburger Spot is Bun's favorite hamburger spot in Houston, and that's where I take anyone who comes in from out of town. If it's open, we go to Sparkle. Tony's Cafe and P. Terry's. Um, Tony's, I'm not as familiar with. P. Terry's is more of an Austin thing, and that is definitely a place you got to go if you go to Austin. Bucky's. What is the significance <laughs> of Bucky's? <laughs> Gun clappers. Bucky's is uh yeah, right. Um it's like uh basically like a landmark in Houston. It's like uh this gas station that has the cleanest bathrooms and they have them like all around Texas. It's you have to stop there if you pass by. You also met Rakim? Rak- Rakim. Rakim was in my UGK documentary, the second one. Does he have to drive everywhere? I have heard that actually, yes. And you were also in a Most Deaf documentary, or you did a documentary um, on him? No, Most Deaf was also in my UGK uh, documentary, um, but I was in one of Bun's music videos. And Spike Lee? Spike Lee. I have a picture with Spike Lee. I went to a screening that he did for uh, the Red Hook Summer, I believe. And you also were in a Waka Flocka vid I was with in a bikinis. <laughs> with bikinis. I wasn't wearing a bikini, though. What Not that there's anything what wrong. What vid? That. If people want to um, visualize okay. you, like right now. If you go, if you search Waka Flocka, it's the song is called Candy Paint and Gold Teeth, I believe. And I think I come in the first time, like right around just after the one minute mark. I got heat exhaustion that day because I was wearing my Trill Gladiator jacket, but it was like June or July and it was really hot. What about Bill Withers? Oh, yeah. I interviewed Bill Withers last year, and it's probably the only bad interview I've ever done, and I'll never forgive myself. What makes a bad interview? Listen to the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show. <laughs> Ba-boom. What makes it bad? He was looking right in my eyes, and he never broke eye contact with me the entire time, and it just totally threw me off. And I don't know. It was like he was looking into my soul. But the way people edit now, throwing in so many interstitials <sighs> yeah. and visuals, you could yeah. cut that up. Yeah. It, it's the only time I've been shook in an interview. Everybody else I've been cool with. Now, winding up here, Saman, Beyonce's early days mm-hmm. in Houston, what mm-hmm. are they? Beyonce's early days. Have you discovered any early Beyonce? So, and I can't remember the song now, of course, but Destiny's Child, really Beyonce, was featured on a song by Houston rapper Lil O. And you can look it up. Just type in Destiny's Child Lil O, and it'll come up. And they're like probably like 16 in the video, and they're like riding around in a car hanging out with Lil O. It's like a piece of Houston history for sure. You met The Weeknd in the studio? Um, I have met The Weeknd a couple times because of D-Pat. So D-Pat, who's my old college roommate, um, produced a song that The Weeknd was featured on called Remember You by Wiz Khalifa. And um, yeah, one time uh, D came out to Los Angeles and we got invited up there by this um, producer slash engineer named Doc McKinney, who's a Canadian. 
Um, and yeah, it was cool. And I had just written something on D for Revolt and uh, The weekend. Uh, he could have been lying, but he was like, oh, I read that. It was really good. I was like, cool, thanks. Have you had any interactions with him recently? Uh, I have not. That was the last time that I saw him. I was just looking, Saman, and mm-hmm. we're speaking, winding up here too. Mm-hmm. Saman, what are you doing today? What did we play today? You have got to a whole bunch of music we have yeah. played. In shorted version. <laughs> Sorry about <laughs> that. Bridge. What won't you play? The stuff we did not have time to get to, sadly, unfortunately, um, is a great song called Waterfalls by Fat Tony. Not TLC. Not TLC, though it does sample that song. Um, a song called Slick by The Hue featuring Ladybug Mecca from Diggable Planets. And then some real Houston classics like In Love With My Money by Paul Wong Kamenar, The Mo City Dawn Freestyle by Zero, Swangin' and Bangin' by ESG, and then DJ Screw's Chopped and Screwed mix of the Beastie Boys' Paul Revere. And I also wanted to play Do You Like What You See by Fat Pat. Macklemore mm-hmm. is almost at 1 billion views wow. for Thrift Shop. Macklemore, wow. who you have photographed. Uh, yeah, he's uh, interviewed with me a couple times. And uh, actually, I don't tell the story too much, but um, I had dinner with him and Bun a couple of years ago in Houston and Bun's wife, Queenie. Um, and it was like right before all the Grammy fiasco stuff happened. And it was like this really genuine, honest moment where like, Macklemore was like, you know, how like when you did Big Pimp and how did you handle the the fame? And Bun was like, as long as you're not like eating with your wife or your girlfriend or like in the bathroom, if someone asks for a picture autograph, you sign every autograph, you take every picture because you signed up for this when you made your first record. What did you say during that convo? Did you like remove yourself or were you quiet? What was Saman's reaction? Uh, so in Arabic, my name means the one who listens and I try to stick with that so i mainly listen and that was like such an amazing moment to to be part of but i don't know i just had did a little dinner small talk i guess and lastly for filming interviews you don't use a microphone do you like you don't use an external microphone very very rarely only because a lot of times i've had to do it all by myself so it's tough to like have to hold a camera and like stick a mic in someone's face so and right now, what do we have to end the Nardwar to Human Serviette so radio show? I want to end with um, Amerigo Gazaway's uh, remix of Country Cousins. He did a great tape called The Trill Is Gone that mixes up or that mashes up B.B. Um, King and UGK. And it, this is a great mix of UGK's Country Cousins featuring Talib Kweli and Raheem Devon. And the sample for it is B.B. King's Hummingbird the duet with John Mayer. And we might get a bit of... We might get a bit of an unreleased uh, DJ Candlestick and OG Ron C chopped, not slopped mix of Flying Lotus's Dead Man's Tetris, if we have time. I'd be happy. And and you are? I am Samantha Shrawi. How can people get a hold of you? And who have you been? (laughs) Who have you been? Um, I've been many, many people. Uh, no, I'm always just me. Um, the quickest way I can tell you is my website that my college roommate Austin helped me design, which is semantics.com, S-M-N-T-C-S.com. That's semantics without vowels. And what do you do now exactly in case people are wondering? I am asking again. <laughs> I am very fortunate and blessed to be able to work at this studio called Gunpowder and Sky in Los Angeles, which is a new digital studio. We're doing a bunch of cool things, but most recently we just put out an animated series with Spotify 
called, drawn, and recorded. Look that up. And this has pretty much been all Houston music. This has pretty much been all Houston music as a tribute to my hometown. Thank you very much, man. Keep on rocking in the free world and do do loot do do do. Let's go back down memory lane. Growing up in Brooklyn, shit, I thought that everybody talked this way. Race on Rock, Kim, and Run DMC, so I thought that everybody walked this way. We fresh, we chill, we deaf, we ill. It's just some things I was taught to say. And every Saturday morning, I watch cartoons with a bowl of frosted flakes. Then the puberty came, started hitting them cuties with game, and the truancy came. Started cutting and not just class, I was coming off fast, I was new to the game. Music playing on TV, courtesy of video music box plus. Knew a lot of hustlers going OT, coming back with a new hip hop life. E40 holding down the gay, and W.J. in the lane. Outcast from the A Town, way down in Houston, they play the UGK. I walk it through kind of fast, I'm thought of as a New York kind of rhyme. But most New Yorkers got family in South and North Carolina. LA is little Alabama, they walk and they talk with a country grammar. You think everybody up South Country is always started calling them bammers. Down South when we buy them hammers, down South when we sell them drugs. Down South where life is cheap, but they quick to fill you with them slugs. It's nothing, I'm from New York, but I got country cousins. It's nothing, we stay connected by this language busting. When it's simply put, you can't pit me when I spit, gonna set everyone free. I'm an underground king, nigga, Pimp C free. What up to my man, Bobby? What? It's nothing, I'm from New York, but I got country cousins. It's nothing, we stay connected by the slang we bustin'. The things we bustin', the game we hustlin', the things we cuttin', the flame we cuppin', the lanes we snuffin', your name is nothing. Growing up in PA, I knew nobody out there talk like good. Nothing but that country slang. What up, dawg? What up, cuz? Late nights you see us, see us, boy, this mad dog whinin' weed. Sittin' on the back porch, gettin' zooted, zooted, findin' D. Listenin' to Eric B and Rock him or he PMD. Cool C and Steady B, bust that public enemy. Not to mention it, W.A., DJ Quick and MCA. Down south, we listen to it all, we didn't discriminate. Then along came Bill Boys, Raheem and the Royal Bush. Reppin' our records based out of Houston, represents for us. OG style, the convicts, they're foe too much trouble. All squad and gangsta nip, put it down for H-Town on the double. So I said, it's time to hustle, got down with my brother C. Put together UGK and shit, the rest is history. We make it by the dozen, put it down when it's in we buzzin'. Trust me, it's nothing, just another day in the life of country. It's nothing, I'm from New York, but I got country cousins. It's nothing, we stay connected by the slang we bustin'. When it's simply put, you can't pit me, what I spit, gonna set everyone free. I'm an underground king, nigga, Pimp C, free, what up to my man, Bobby? It's nothing, I'm from New York, but I got country cousins. It's nothing, we stay connected by the slang we bustin'. The things we bustin', the game we hustlin', the days we cuttin', the flame we cuppin', the lanes we snuffin', your name. We are interrupting this program because, Saman, you have something to say. I do have something. I just met some lovely people who do the news here at U of BC. Um, but this song is great because at the very end, there's a sample from one of my interviews with Talib Kweli that was in my UGK documentary. Um, and I want to say thanks to Amerigo for sampling me so extensively on that tape. Thank you, Saman, and do do loo do 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 In Brooklyn, New York, I'm down with Lord Jamar. Back in PAT, man, we be sipping the bar. I'm down with Jake from Houston, and I think you should pee. Then when I'm out in L.A., I fuck with Ice Tea. Short Dog is my OG, we been down forever. Taught me the game, lane to lane, to keep my pimpin' together. Niggas don't understand by far. Back in the days, it was made, and then my brother put 
put me up on black stars, start this black off the news, I wait, cause we isolate ourselves and give our ghetto pass away, my niggas pass away at an unreal rate, they mamas be greedy, I'm just trying to make sure that they get it straight, I'm on a chitlin' tour with my mic in my hand, chitlin' only jealous niggas in the new world clan, I wouldn't trade it for nothing, only a crazy man would, I represent for the whole side, but man, it just for my hood, the pimpin' hood. used to tell me that to be a blues singer you should always dress like you was trying to go to the bank to borrow money which means you dress hey, kind of sharp you know come on you women that's a duty diddy bugs wine come on you women that's a duty diddy bugs wine 